Hello and welcome to the Pursue Your Potential podcast, episode number three. I'm your host, Taylor, and today we are going to be talking about the dieting culture and the dark side of the health and fitness industry. I'm really excited to be talking about this with you today because I feel like it's not talked about enough and I'm really excited to shed some light on the subject for you. So if you do like this episode, please let me know by leaving me a five-star review and taking a screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your social media. I really do appreciate it and I thank you for not only listening to my podcast, but being willing to share it and help me grow as a podcaster. So thank you. I appreciate it. I also would like to let you know that I've created for you three free guides to help you along your health and fitness journey. This includes a five-day training split that tackles all your major muscle groups, a seven-day ab challenge that is a seven-day core workout guide, and a macro guide that is your one-stop shop to counting macros and understanding what they are and how much your specific body needs. The reason why I wanted to include this in this episode is because we are talking about dieting culture and the health and fitness industry, and if you feel confused at all, I do believe these three guides will help you figure that out and figure out what works for you in a healthy and sustainable way that will just be awesome. So let's get into this. Let's dive in. Let's talk. So the dieting culture is a culture that is very, very heavily focused on getting really thin, getting really lean. It's all about weight loss. And there are so many companies that are pushing products to help you get there. So not only do we have so many people that are just trying to get thinner and thinner and leaner and leaner, we have all these companies that are pushing their products to persuade them that their products are going to get them where they want to go. And they're really good at tackling those pain points that people have. The, the pain of being overweight, the pain of not being thin enough or not being lean enough and not fitting in your clothes a certain way. So they're very, very good at their marketing and, you know, that's, that's totally fine and everything. But you have to understand where that's coming from. It is very money driven. And you can tell when someone is marketing something to you because they actually really care and they want the best for you. Let's say, for instance, someone like me that is a personal trainer, that is a nutrition coach that's working with clients online to help them figure out a sustainable approach to living a better, higher quality of living. So I might sell you on my program, but it's because I truly want you to be healthy and happy and to figure out what training and nutrition styles work for you. So then you get someone like me, and there's a lot of people like me out there that are really just trying to help, but then you get these other companies that all they want to do is sell you a quick fix, and they don't care what the cost is, they, they don't care what it's going to do to your body, how bad it's going to hurt your, your mental health. They just want to sell you a product, and part of it, we're all to blame for it. We ask for something, and they supply it. There is a supply because there is a demand in everything, whether that's the food that we eat, the products that are being sold to us, we're, we're demanding it and people are selling it. They're coming up with ways to figure out what our flaws are, figure out what our insecurities are, and they provide a product because we want to fix those things. So that's something to understand is that the dieting culture, it, it isn't all on the people that are marketing and the businesses and everything. 
a lot of it is on us and the the way that we view ourselves, the mental states that we're in, the way that we view our bodies. And so many people are so self-conscious and insecure and dealing with those things, dealing with body dysmorphia. And a lot of it starts at a very young age. And a lot of it starts either by the things that we see, but all of it can also happen to us through the people that are in our lives, like maybe our mothers, our grandmothers, our aunts, our cousins. There's people in our lives that are influencing these thoughts as well. So as a collective, we are all to blame for the way that the dieting culture is. And the health and fitness industry, a lot of it is going in a great direction, but there is still a lot of it that appears to be health and fitness, but it's not healthy. Like, for instance, using extreme measures to get to a very lean body composition isn't super healthy. Can people do that and have a good experience with it? Yes. Can people compete here and there and, you know, still be healthy? Yes. But they are taking extreme measures to get there, and that's fine as long as they don't plan on staying there very long. So although you maybe see these people that are extremely shredded and they look amazing you have to understand that, yes, there are some people that have the genetics to maintain that, but there's also a lot of people going to extreme measures that isn't always healthy to achieve that physique, to achieve the goals that they're trying to reach. And it can be short-lived. So one of the reasons why I feel like this is such a huge topic that needs to be talked about is because when we can understand these things, we can understand where we're going, where we've been, and what we need to do. So for instance, if you are a woman in your 30s, there's a really good chance that you've done several diets. Maybe you've done a low-carb diet. Maybe you've done a Whole30 diet. Maybe you've done clean eating. You've tried all these different things to have the physique that you want. And what happens? Well, a lot of people will do these diets. They'll do it, and they're doing a great job. And then they stop and then they gain all that weight back. And then they're constantly spinning their wheels between gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight. And a lot of that creates a lot of mental health issues. You start to think that, you know, you're not good enough, that you don't deserve something, that you you look at your body and you don't like the way it looks. You know what your body looked like when it looked at its best and it's not looking like that anymore. So you just start to really get down on yourselves and... This is a cycle that can be broken. It really can. But it's a cycle that can only be broken when you get rid of those fad diets and you start thinking long-term results, sustainable approaches, and doing what's best for your body, not what was best for your friend's body. Or someone that you saw on social media and you're following them, trying to do what they're doing and it's just not working out. So if you're somebody that has done a lot of diets... I also want to let you know that your body has remembered what you've done to it. And it's going to affect all of the present and future the future um, strategies that you do to get to where you want to go. And it might get harder and harder because your body is resistant to it. And that doesn't mean that you're, you're going to go and you're not going to be able to lose all this weight. But your body just learns how to fight back a little bit more because you've fed it such little calories, you've fed it in a certain way, you've put it through so much stress that it just wants to protect you. It just wants to keep you alive. So although it's not impossible, it makes it a lot more hard. And that's just something that you really need to consider and just think about. 
The health and fitness industry has a lot of good to it. It is something that I truly believe in, and it's one reason why I myself have become a personal trainer, because I want to help people see the light, to see the good in it, to see how great of an industry it is and can be, but also to recognize the dark sides of it and understand that it, it's, it is what you make it. It is what you allow it to be. If you make it something that's obsessive, if you make, you know, your nutrition is obsessive, you're going to the gym is obsessive, you being obsessed with being as skinny as you used to be or being as lean as you used to be, getting as big of muscles as you can, if it becomes an obsession, you have to really understand that that is the dark side of it. And you know what? We all have to go through it. We all have to go through a little of the dark to appreciate the good. We all have to go through a little bit of the dark to learn our lessons, but there is a light side to it. We're a side where we truly believe in being our healthiest, best, happiest selves. And we do that through eating better, taking care of ourselves, getting our nutrition in, and moving our bodies on a daily basis. And that's however you want to move it, however seems good to you. It doesn't always have to be seven days in the gym. You could do a couple days working out in the gym. You can do yoga. You can, you know, go for walks and hikes and stuff like that. Go swimming, go for a bike ride. There's so many ways to move your body. And that's the important thing is that we just stay active and moving because that helps us feel good. It not only serves us in our health, our physical health, but our mental and emotional health. It does a lot of good for us to be going to the gym, to be active, to move our bodies. So the dark side of the health and fitness industry is very, very cluttered with fad diets and telling you you're not good enough unless you're thin and coaches that are presenting ways of dieting that just just wreak havoc on your body, wreak havoc on your hormones. And it, it doesn't It doesn't make sense to me why any coach would want to do that unless they just are lacking the proper knowledge that they need to give you a good plan to not destroy your metabolism, not to destroy your, you you know, your hormones and stuff like that and your mental health. There's a lot of people that I've heard that are prescribing and they shouldn't even be prescribing. It's just a recommendation because we are not Unless they're a doctor or a nutritionist, they shouldn't be prescribing anything. Um, but there's a lot of people that are telling their clients to eat very, very low-calorie diets. And, it, you know, there are there is a population for that. There is a population that does have to eat very low calories to see any results because maybe of a health complication or something like that. But there's a lot of people that are giving all kinds of misinformation to their clients that they then have to deal with. And I can't tell you how many people, especially competitors, I've heard say that their coaches destroyed their body. And I do know that coaches are to blame for a lot of that, but the only way that we can move forward is if we ourselves take ownership. Like, why didn't you think more about doing two hours of cardio every day? Why don't you think more about eating 1,100 or 1,200 calories a day? Why don't you ask more questions? You know, there's a lot of things. And, and as a coach, we are supposed to guide you in a direction that works for you the best that we can. 
but it is also up to you to ask questions. It is also up to you to let people know when you don't feel like something feels right. And we all have to work together to have that understanding. And coaches need to be really good at understanding that every person is different. Every person is unique and they're going to respond in their own way. And although we have a lot of similarities, we still have to be looked at as individuals. So I just want to also let you guys know that I do think that if you've tried things, there's a reason for that. That if someone was put in your path and you had a really bad experience or something like that, I just feel that there was a reason for that. And we don't exactly know what the reasons are. I can't tell you what your reasons are. But I personally have dealt with that before. I have done training strategies that I didn't like to do. I've done diets that I didn't love. And I did it because that's what I was told to do. And at that point in my life, that's what I needed. At that point in my life, that's what did work. And that's how I learned what what didn't work for me. What didn't work for me physically, mentally, emotionally. And I got to use that knowledge to figure out what does work for me. And I got to use that knowledge to have a strong testimony against that. And not necessarily against it, but to be able to, not only for myself, know what's going to work for me now and in the future, but to help my clients through that experience. And the more experience you have, the more that you can help other people. So dieting culture is a tricky thing. I believe it has its place. I believe that there are some extremes that we definitely don't need to deal with. And I I was watching this video about an Olympic runner and she was a teenager. She was, well, she was on a team to join the Olympics to compete in the Olympics. And she was talking against Nike and her coaches and saying that they've, they, her coach told her to eat very, very little, and she was working out for hours every day, and her coach would give her a hard time for not being thinner. If she gained five pounds, her coach was just a jerk to her about it. And that is something that I hope changes drastically, because I'm thinking about the youth today, the young women today, and it just makes me sad that Hey, their teenagers are depressed as it is. Their bodies are changing. Life's hard. They go from, you know, being coddled by their parents or whatever experience they had with their parents to going through all these young adult things. And it just makes it really hard. And then you have all this dieting culture on top of that. And it makes it really hard to be a young woman. And I'm not saying guys don't go through that too. I know that they do. But coming from a female's perspective, Coming from a woman that talks to, you know, I work with only women right now. I hear a lot about it and I hear a lot about the things that they've been told since they were little and it just makes me really, really sad because younger girls have so much more. We all have so much more in life that we need to worry about and not how thin we can be and gaining five pounds and I really just think that if we get the right strategies and we know more about nutrition and training and, you know, how to figure out how much your body needs. And if your body doesn't want to go in a certain direction and you're just fighting like hell to get it there, we have to know that that's okay. We have to understand that that's just probably not where we're going to go right now. You're, you're fighting so hard to get your body to look a certain way 
And a lot of times that's because we're comparing ourselves to others and we're trying to make our bodies look like theirs and our bodies aren't meant to look like theirs. Our bodies are meant to look like our bodies. So the dieting culture, health and fitness, there is a dark side to it, but there is absolutely a bright light side to it. There's an amazing side to it where we get to, you know, look at food as fuel and enjoy our food and have a good relationship with it. There is a light side that feels good. Our training feels good. And even though there's hard days, it it should still ultimately be a good experience. And there's going to be hard days with your nutrition, hard days with your training. And I really think that the more and more you stop looking and comparing on social media or wherever it is that makes you feel like you need to be someone different, I really think that when we stop doing that, we can really become more aware and conscious of what our body specifically need. You might have this awesome plan, you're sticking to it, and then you see a a different plan on social media of a girl that has a body that looks totally different than yours. And all of a sudden you've got to, you've got to change everything that you're doing to look like that. And that's just, that's not a healthy way to look at it. So I really think that this is where I'm going to end this episode. I hope that you guys learned something about this today and just understanding that one, there is a demand for what's being supplied. And as soon as we stop demanding it, it will no longer be supplied. When we are better with our bullshit detectors, our radars, and knowing that when we get a feeling that maybe something doesn't feel right, that it probably isn't, and we actually listen to that, we are going to see better results. We are going to feel better about what we're doing in our day-to-day lives. And another thing is we get to choose whether or not it becomes an obsessive experience. We can choose whether or not it's just our lifestyle that we get to enjoy. We go to the gym when we can. And when we can't make it, we don't feel guilty about it because life happens, things happen, and you don't need to worry. That's one thing that you don't need to worry so much about. Fit it in your day, figure out how to fit it in. But if your kid is sick, if you you can't make it to the gym and all you can do is at your house, that should be good enough. And I just... It's, it's really hard for me because as a coach, as a personal trainer, I'm working with a lot of women that are having a hard time letting go of past experiences, past, you know, programming that people have put into their head about how many calories they should be eating, what they should or shouldn't be eating. And it's hard because I have to have these talks with them and I say, hey, you know what, like you're your own individual person. We're going to figure out what works for you, what's healthy for you. And we are going to heal your journey. We are going to heal your relationship with food, your relationship with the scale. And I am fighting tooth and nail to help women with that. Because it's way too common for women to be afraid of the number on the scale, of being afraid of stepping on the scale. So many women that are trying to just starve themselves when I'm just begging them to eat more. And just to be consistent and get to the gym and stop making excuses. So I hope that you guys found that this episode was helpful. If you guys have any questions, you can always reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Taylor Lakin. On Instagram, it's at Taylor Lakin underscore. And I will also leave for you my email address. So if you want to personally message me, email me, you can email me there and I will answer any questions that you have. I hope that you guys have a phenomenal day and thank you so much for listening. Bye guys.